Oh. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I am DJ TJ, and today I'm joined with the one and only. You know who I am. And this is the Ethos Music Podcast, episode five. So, the Friday that this is coming out, Mr. Friedman. That's me. Um, is very close to a very glorious day for you, a very momentous occasion. Yeah. Would you say? I would. Um, and that is your album is coming out. It is. Yeah. So this will come out, I think, Friday, July 6th. Yeah. Yeah. So then July 9th is the album release on everything um, except for Bandcamp, which if you're a member, you can get it five days early. You can already hear it. July 4th. Yeah. It's already be. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so if you're not a Bandcamp member, subscribe. It's five or ten dollars a month for the two different subscriptions. Just uh, alexfriedman.bandcamp.com and subscribe. And honestly, you can subscribe for like a month and then cancel it, and then you'll be able to hear the album early. But don't do that. If you're gonna get it, just get it. There you go. The other thing too that we're now adding is there is an exclusive only podcast for Bandcamp members, which I know nothing about none of us really do it's just kind of like we're gonna it's like an after the podcast type of thing where we'll talk for like 15 20 minutes about whatever the heck we want so it doesn't have to do with music which is kind of nice because sometimes mr friedman and i (laughs) like to talk about things but now Mm -hmm. it's like no we're not talking until the podcast sorry yeah um but today we're talking about the album. Yeah, I straight up. I asked him about his trip, and he said, I'm not talking to you about it yet. And I said, why? He's like, because I have an idea to start a second podcast. Um, and then he gave me like a little concept pitch, and I was into it. So we're going to start that on Bandcamp only. And then he refused to tell me about his trip. There we go. We'll be there soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's the name of the album, sir? We Hide to Make Love. Where do you hide when you're making love? Yikes. Um, <laughs> so the oh, al- there's not an answer to that. <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, how many songs are on the album? Eight. Eight songs. How mm-hmm. how long? How many minutes is that? Twenty three. How many seconds is that? Lots of them. Not cool. Mm-hmm. Lots of seconds of you playing music. Yep. Um. Well, that's good. Um. No, so there's eight songs, mm-hmm. 23 minutes. Yeah, which is cool because uh, I was, <laughs> bless you, um, Excuse me. I, I was uh, I was feeling pretty good about that. I thought it was a solid length for the first album. Um, and then Chelsea Cutler came out with an album who I talked about her last time, but she came out with an album uh, called Sleeping With Roses. It's amazing. Check it out. But she came out with an album, also eight songs, and it was 26 minutes. And I was like, okay, well, I'm set. She got you beat. Yeah, well, <laughs> barely. But then, right, then Drake has to come out with an album with 25 goddamn songs on it. And it's an hour and a half long. Yeah. You know how that makes me feel? How? Like a piece of shit. Why? <laughs> just makes me feel so irrelevant. He just, he drops an album literally more than three times as long as mine. Right, and granted, he's Drake. He's the biggest superstar of today's generation. But also, his album has two parts, bro. There's an R&B side and a hip-hop side. What? Drake is amazing. And the album's great. I love the album. But 
God. Scorpion. <laughs> yeah, Scorpion. Well, so what? What is Kanye West doing? Is oh he? Doesn't he have West some is... weird plan to release like small little tiny albums, like two or three this summer? I, I don't know. Have you heard about that? Yeah, I heard some about it, but Kanye's just like being off his meds. He is a scoopity poop. Yeah. Whoop diddy scoop. Yeah. What? You know what? Kanye can. Whatever. Let's, uh, <laughs> I got my opinion on Kanye, but honestly, after he came out with Whoop Diddy Scoop and just was so disrespectful to everybody, everybody's expecting this fucking amazing album, and he just Whoop Diddy Scoop Poop Poop. Scoop so disrespectful, man. It made me laugh so hard that I think he might have skyrocketed to my favorite person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just because he was so funny. But uh, um, that's enough about Kanye. Enough about Kanye. Let's move on to Twitter. Uh, so we always answer questions by you guys tweeting us, hashtag Ethos Music Podcast with your question. We'll answer it on the next podcast. As per usual, today we have three tweets. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, cinco, seis. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, no, nobody knows it. So the first question that was asked that I'll let you answer. I don't know if you want me to answer this too, but like, I don't know. What do you do when you aren't making music? Okay. That's a good one. Um, lots of stuff. I really like doing anything outdoors. Um, I really love to boulder and rock climb and I really love archery. Just going to the range. Uh, that's always fun. I like swimming a lot. My grandma has a pool in her backyard that is exciting to swim in. Um, yeah, and I like spending time with my family. That's kind of it. Bless you again. Jesus Christ. (laughs) That's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind of, that's a good question. We haven't really talked about anything personal. That's true. I mean, we have just not that kind of personal. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, second question. What was the first instrument you played? The, uh, the coffee can drums. Elaborate. (laughs) My, my grandma, uh, used to watch me while my mom was at work when I was growing up for like most of my childhood. And, uh, she, you know, those old like red and blue coffee cans like the plastic containers that had the big lids okay yeah so i'd just we'd hammer on those i remember we would like make shows and songs and then play them for my mother when she got home sounds like fun yeah maybe even from when i was mother, like two but yeah <laughs> fun for you maybe not your mom but yeah. um yeah my grandma did lots of stuff like that with me but yeah i mean that started when i was like two after that i think it was guitar yeah mm-hmm and I started taking lessons at Global Sound Recording Studios. Where the party that most of you aren't invited to is at. Okay. <laughs> I got a lot of feedback on that. I'm sorry. What was the feedback? Just people irritated. Uh, so that's what you get. <laughs> yeah. There sorry, was, you're not cool enough. I'm sorry. You are cool enough. Just, uh, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's actually, I thought it was fitting to have the party at global sound since that's kind of where i began it was kind of a full circle going back to my roots exactly exactly that's cool i'm excited for that Mm -hmm. me too it's uh saturday yeah when the podcast comes out it's the next day Mm -hmm. for all y'all that are invited (laughs) see you there all right enough about the party (laughs) um should we move on to the last question yeah all right um 
How long have you... <laughs> how long have you known DJ TJ? And how did you meet? Are you okay over there, man? I just... <laughs> the whole DJ TJ thing is still... You started it, man. I know. It's new. It's, it's fine. funny. Um, I don't know. We've known each other... Three years? Four years. Four years. Maybe five. Yeah, because it was sophomore year. Your sophomore year? Yeah. It's been... So about four. Yeah. Almost. I mean, like, we've known of each other since before then for, like, years, but we really met that year. Yeah. Yeah. I joined the theater club, Uh the Thespian Society. And that was when I was president, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then we wrote our own play and acted in it, and Mm -hmm. it was terrible. It was... I was a homeless father. And I was a a murderer. (laughs) I was a murderer. Were you just a teenager in that film? I don't don't totally remember. I think Um, you were just classified as one of the teenagers. All I know is that it was like a murder mystery, right? And so each night there was a different ending, but every night I had to dress in a black costume and pretend to choke out the dude that was getting killed. (laughs) Because I was the only one who could like lift him up safely Uh so i was like the killer every night but i was actually only the killer one night i don't even remember the name of my character um yeah i don't even know i was honestly more a part of writing some of the scenes than i was some of the characters so yeah um it was a cool role to play it was more dark and i kind of liked that but uh i don't know I think it could have been a lot better. I think if there was only a few writers, it would have been better. Not instead of everybody. In the class. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Um, because then everybody was trying to make it about them. You know. Yep. Um, Back in the day. Yeah. My first and last play. That honestly feels like a really long time ago to me. I know. To me too. And it was not even that long ago. There's yeah. just been so just many a few years. There's just been so many things that have happened since then. Yeah, just three it's or four years like, ago. It does. It seems like a really long time though. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Well, that's, it was, uh, that's how we met. I walked in. What was the second half of that question? How uh, how did you meet? So basically, oh. theater. <laughs> yeah, theater. I walked in to the thespian society room, looking around the room, looking for some new friends. I gazed upon this beautiful boy that <laughs> went by the name of Al, and I was like, "Hello, Al. I heard you're the president," and you're like, "Yeah." <laughs> I'm and sure he, that's exactly what happened. And then all of a sudden, we just completely fell in love. All right, back to the main... Anyway, back to the subject at hand. Back to the subject at hand. Yeah, logic at logic... 301. 301. Also, somebody pointed out to me that I have not gotten through an episode of the podcast without talking about logic. It's true. I do love logic. There lot. it is again. So. I, I was thinking maybe this would be the time, but here we go. Yeah, sorry. It's not the time. <laughs> Anyways... <laughs> So you have eight songs, 23 minutes. What are the name of the songs in order, first to last, on the spot? Okay. Uh, The first one is called Intro. Okay. That's (laughs) sick. The second one is Come Home, which was on the EP. The EP. Yeah, but it is a a total remake. It's so much better. All of the instrumentals are live, so all the orchestral pieces that were in it are live now. Let's go. Um, Actually, that's true for every song on the album. Everything is live. Um I hired an orchestra to come in and do stuff. So that was cool. My violinist came in separately, Michaela Smith. She's incredible. The she bomb. was able to pick things up right quick. The bomb. Um, yeah. So intro, come home, thoughts of you, 
which is the one that's already released on Bandcamp that yep. I'm sure most people haven't heard because I think there's like five or six Bandcamp members. Go on Bandcamp, hear that before. Uh huh. But that one might be one of my top three favorites. Yeah. On the album. I agree. Um, saying goodbye, also redone. Uh, vocals are redone in the instrumentals. Um, Guardian Angel, which is also a new one that has not been heard by the public yet. Um, I think that one's my favorite. It's, yeah, I like it a lot. It's kind of like got a sublime vibe, but with uh, really deep lyrics. Maybe some of the best lyrics I have. Um, and then there's Sleepless Nights, which is, ah, should I give away the feature? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> Sleepless Nights is featuring John Cardiff of the Cardiff Brothers, which is awesome. Um, I got connected to him through Twitter, which was cool because the Cardiff Brothers have like close to 400,000 followers, which is a lot more than I have. So it was cool to get to work with him um, on a song that is really close to me that I wrote um, a long time ago. So a few people have heard that one. Uh but yeah, that is also my top three. Um, and then Together We'll Walk Home um, also has a feature on it that I'm not going to give away because uh, it's pretty fire. It is completely different than the uh, original Together We'll Walk Home, though. Yeah, um, I like it. It's just guitar and vocals. And me. <laughs> yeah. I'm the um, feature. Yeah. <laughs> uh, totally. Um, yeah, that one's sick, too. Uh, and then outro. And the intro and the outro are super cool because they're connected. Um, and it kind of comes full circle. So uh, Thoughts of You, I can also give away the feature that's on that. There's a little rap breakdown by my man Big Smirk. Shout out. Boom. He's a good guy. He's really talented. He does some guitar on the album, too. That's oh. uh, Oops. You guys got a little sneak peek. Oh, God. Because I accidentally clicked on one of the songs. I actually have the full album on my phone already, so... Ah. Suck it! There it is. That's the explicit I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Well, so you talk about the intro and outro being connected. Mm-hmm. What is the meaning you're going for with the album? What's the overall theme? So it's called We Had to Make Love, based on John Lennon's quote. We live in a world where we have to hide to make love while violence is practiced in broad daylight. Um, I feel like that's really relevant in today's world. And I wanted to make a concept album based around it. Uh, John Lennon is a huge inspiration of mine, just as an artist in general. And uh, I think he has a really similar message to Logic in a lot of ways. Um, And those two are definitely huge in their message of peace, love, positivity for everybody, regardless of race, religion, color, creed, sexual orientation. And I think Logic has a really good way of projecting that now um, in today's world where as John Lennon was way before his time with it and he had such an amazing way I think the way that he puts it in that quote specifically is just so beautiful um, I mean we live in a world where we have to hide to make love while violence is practiced in broad daylight when you really read into that when you think about that I mean um, it does seem like we have a place right now where we do have to hide to be happy and to be loved and to be with family it's like people are openly violent people are openly shooting up schools and churches and concerts and um you know murdering people in the streets and then people are hiding at home 
to be with their family and um just to be happy seems like a privilege um and not something that everybody should have so that was huge for for me and my inspiration and i think the way that john lennon i can't call him john because you know (laughs) i'm not worthy of that yet but uh i think the way that he projected that in his time was amazing especially when um it was perhaps in some ways more relevant than it is now and in other ways not as relevant um yeah but things have gotten a lot worse and um my song away i wrote after the shooting that happened in orlando when christina grimmie died um that one was on the ep it's not going to be on the album not because i didn't want it to be i think it fits the concept really nicely but uh I I mean I don't know there was there's a good reason for me not putting it on the album I don't know should I go into it or is it not really important sure okay so I mean a big part of it is just because I wanted something new you know and saying goodbye came out as a single for the album you know so that's not just putting something old on there but I did put come home back on there and the the only real difference in come home is the instrumentals and the vocals just got redone you know um with live instruments the guitar is the same the drums are pretty much the same just a little louder it's more balanced um and then together we'll walk home is on there but it's completely different and together we'll walk home is a song that throughout the rest of my career i want to redo and remix in a bunch of different ways and use it in other songs and projects <coughs> um so that's why those two are on there but a way I didn't want to put three out of my four songs on the EP on there, you know? That makes sense. Um, And even though Away does project an amazing message, I mean, that rap breakdown is, I think, the... Man, this is a big comment. I think it might be the best thing I've ever written. Mm -hmm. Um, And it does if it's the album's theme, but I don't know. It didn't feel right, you know? So going along with what you said about the meaning of the album, mm-hmm. I thought about saving this for the extra podcast, but it kind of just kind of works where you talk about how things are probably or seem to be a lot worse now. And that's why things are still relevant. I watched a movie last week that came out called Believer. It's a documentary um, by the lead singer of Imagine Dragons, Dan Reynolds. Uh, he was grown up or he grew up a Mormon in Salt Lake City. And, um, he ended up basically, he was talking about like in college, he got kicked out of college because they found out he had sex with his girlfriend at the time because it was a very Mormon college, whatever. Um, and so it's this documentary about how in Utah right now, the, uh, leading cause in teen death is suicide because, um, they think a big reason is because they talk about, um, if you're a Mormon, you can be gay or whatever, like like that kind of stuff about LGBTQ rights. You can be gay, but you can't like show any signs of being gay, if that makes sense. Like you can openly say like, I like men, for example, but you can't do anything about that. You can't. Otherwise, you'll get excommunicated from the church and then they'll just completely get rid of you. And so this documentary was about how, so all these t- teens, they're like, well, I don't want to come out because then I'm going to get kicked out of the church. My family's going to disown me, all these things. And so then they end up killing themselves. And so this was a movie that 
I mean, I'm not Mormon. I'm not gay. I'm none of that. So it's like, it has nothing to do with me, but it just shows a part in the world where it's like, still like, it's not their fault that that's the way they feel. And if that's the way they feel, they should be able to express themselves. And so his whole thing was he went through and was talking to survivors and I mean, family members and whatever. And he put on like a concert or a festival called love loud where, um, it was to bring LGBTQ people and regular Mormon people into the same place to show that it's like they're people too. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, basically at the end of it, uh, the church was still like, they were basically like, just remember our rule is still the same rule. So nothing's changing. And so it just, it, it sucks to see that there's things like that in terms of religion where it's like, really? It's, I mean, if that's, what they believe God said, then obviously there's really not really anything they can change, but it, it sucks to see that people think that suicide's the answer to that kind of stuff. And it sucks that they can't express themselves. Whereas in a bunch of different places like here in Colorado, there's plenty of that. And so I think it just shows the, the problem with the world or at least one of them mm-hmm. that's going on. But yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's, that also feeds a lot into the album. Yeah. Know? It's uh definitely a really important issue i mean sleepless nights is basically a duet um between two men that can be perceived in many ways originally when i wrote the song it was a duet between a man and a woman um and i was singing like a husband and a wife kind of was in my mind when i was writing it or a mother and a son even and uh when i ended up doing the collaboration with john cardiff it was it was because i wanted it to have some deeper meaning so it could be a father and a son. It could be two brothers or it could be a husband and a husband. And, mm-hmm. uh, that adds a lot of depth depth to it also. And, uh, that's kind of what I wanted. So I was happy with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I totally get it. I mean, I've lost, I think four, four people to suicide now. And, uh, it's terrible, especially when you have no answers, mm-hmm. you know? And, yeah, I think a huge part of it is bullying, not just, and I don't know if bullying is even the right word, but, um, being told you can't be your true self by people that you love because of a religion that you've respected Mm -hmm. or, um, a lifestyle that you've lived your whole life is just terrible. And, um, yeah, so I think people with that issue could really relate to the album as a whole, but also saying goodbye, which, as you guys know, I wrote about a friend of mine who committed suicide, yeah. and Sleepless Nights, who you know, who, uh, that you now know, um, has that other meaning. So those two specifically, I think, could relate well. But yeah, I mean, that's a huge part of the album also. Yeah. That's why I was like, I might as well share it, because it's a documentary that has nothing to do with me, yeah. but it was still one of the one of the best films I've seen recently. Nice. And it was just like, it was really, really interesting. It sucks to see that that's a problem for people, but, and I hope it gets changed, but, uh, do you want to talk about, <clears throat> like we've kind of gone into sleepless nights. Do you want to kind of give an explanation as to one of the other songs on the album in terms of why you wrote it, how you wrote it, that kind of stuff? Yeah. Um, do you have one in mind? Do you want to do Guardian Angel? Sure. Guardian Angel is a pretty deep one. Yeah. Uh, Guardian Angel. I started writing that song 
three years ago and it's finally done let's go um so i started writing it and it was originally called shooting stars um and the song away that's on my ep is connected to the song shooting stars which is now guardian angel and shooting stars is another song (laughs) but all three of the songs are connected in a weird way that i'm not going to give away because i want somebody else to discover how they're connected yeah um but guardian angel is definitely a projection of my inner self if that makes sense when you hear the words you hear a side of me if you're really listening to the words and not just the song um because the song's kind of like it's upbeat it's something sublimey you know and uh um, so if you're listening to the song, you won't get it. But if you're listening to the words, you'll see a part of me, um, that is depressed and upset with everything that's going on. And I was in a really, really bad place three years ago. Um, my sophomore and junior year of high school, um, four, four and five years ago or five and six mm-hmm. years ago or something like that, um, I was in a really, really bad place. And uh, coming out of that is pretty much when I started writing this song. Um, And it was a reflection. So I was sick of always losing and always feeling down. Um, I was sick of being confused about my emotions all the time. Um, And I was angry that the world was having all these problems and that more and more people I loved were dying. of all different causes and so you see a side of me in this song that is unique from any other song that I've written because it is it is a pretty blunt song I'd say it does have a lot of open meaning and people can kind of relate it to any issue that they've had in their life but the primary concept of of this side of me is a little bit darker than what people have seen and I think it's really important that it is there um, because I questioned a lot of things. I, um, I'm not super religious, but I, I do believe in God and, um, I do practice a lot of Judaism, but, uh, there was a time in my life where I was questioning if there was a God. Um, and that's kind of how the song starts is with me questioning, is there a God? If so, I need another chance. I need to start over. I need something different because this isn't working. Um, and I think, I think that song's going to be, going to be a solid, um, favorite of it, of the album. Um, but I mean, I love the song it and guardian angel came from the title came from, uh, my, my inspirations who have passed away. You know, so, um, I've, you know, my grandparents, some of my great, or my great grandparents, like my grandpa Max, um, and my uncle David is a huge one. So, um, my grandpa Ray was also huge, uh, inspiration in my music, but, uh, guardian angels is like them watching over me, you know? And I guess the title comes from at the time in my life where I was questioning if there was a God, I never questioned if they were looking down on me, you know? And so it was like I was following them out of the darkness. Um, Wow, that got pretty real, didn't it? But, uh, (laughs) 
Yeah, and there's actually one lyric I want to say in that song that is often misheard from the people on my team that I've played it for. Um, if there's a God up in heaven, if there's a God down on earth, would you send a guardian angel to tell him I need a new start? Um, I don't say to tell him I need a new start or to tell them I need a new start. I say tell M, apostrophe E-M, because I'm not going to identify any God that anybody believes in as one being, more than one being, or male or female. So it's M, it's not him, and it's not them. So um, keep that in mind. That's interesting. Yeah, and that's very intentional. That's, yeah, um, this is very intentional. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm... I'd say I'm excited to hear the album that I already have. <laughs> I also, in that song, I use like some kick-ass metaphors in the second verse. And this fear I'll shed a tear, but now it's pouring rain. Now cats and dogs fall from my eyes. I've held in all the pain, but now you see all of my pain in every drop of rain. Fall from the skies, out of my eyes, working up my brain. And that's all you get from that verse. Boom. But, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think that metaphor is kind of fire. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm excited for everyone to hear the album. I think it's I think I've kind of already worded it sort of in a way that I liked before where it's like there's the EP and this is in my opinion 10 times better. Does that mean it's absolutely perfect like Drake style <laughs> album? Probably not, but it shows that you have the potential and I think it's really 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 good and I'm excited for the album release party to see the reactions of everyone else see what happens I think it'll be a nice time and I'm excited for it to be out in the world for anyone to pick it up and I'm excited to see what comes next yeah thank you I'm really I really appreciate that and I'm really excited too um I think my EP at the time that it came out was the best that I could do yep and I think this album, now that it's coming out, is the new best that I can do. And I think I have grown a lot in the past year, two years, three years. But uh, this last year has been in insane growth yes. in me as a person and in my music. Um, and that definitely comes through. Uh, I, I did elevate, and I'm very confident in the product that I'm putting out. I'm very confident in every song. Yeah. Um, there's nothing that I'm questioning right now like the song's already out there the cds have been ordered the album is distributed online and it's going to come out there's nothing i can do to stop it yeah and i'm okay with that mm -hmm. am i nervous yeah fucking nervous <laughs> you know but it's not because i don't think i have a good product it's not because i think there's any song that i'm questioning it's just because it's natural to have nerves when you're doing a big project something that i've spent countless hours on something that I changed my lifestyle for and something that's so important to me I think no matter what I do from this point forward obviously I'm going to get better and obviously I'm going to put out a ton of more projects but this is the album that I was supposed to make you know the concept behind it this is the album no matter what else I do in my career this is the one that I was born to make um, the message behind it specifically is why um and so I, I could not be more happy and more excited. And our team that we've worked with throughout this process 
has given me so much hope, you know, and, uh, I honestly don't think I could have done it without you and without the rest of our team. Um, Jesus, I'm getting all choked up over here. <laughs> You're, I'm starting to, even me, I'm starting to be like, it's kind of coming. Oh man. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, I, I just, I love the product and I love the message and I'm so, so excited. And I, I hope the world hears it. And like I say in the promo video, if I could just change one person's life for the better and, and inspire people, I know that I've done something right, you know, um, and that's that's really all I want. You I'm know? very confident it will happen. <laughs> I hope so, and I think I think I I maybe already have in a way. Um, I played the album with my assistant producer for a very close friend of ours who's come into the studio before, um, and I I played it for him, and he seemed to definitely draw inspiration from it and be excited, and he's uh, um, sort of getting to a more stable point in his life but he's not really there yet and uh watching him listen to it was really cool yeah. um but i really that's all i want is to inspire people that's why i want this to be a message that the world hears um not for my fame and fortune but for but because i think people need to hear it and i think i project the message well you know, I think it's a good concept for the album. And I think it's a good album for the concept. Um, but yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm excited. I'm ready for it. To, I don't even know. I'm just. As I start crying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for it. I was for me. I think if I know how to word this correctly, it was kind of like when the first EP came out. And then you came hitting me up again. We're like, hey, we'd like to film some stuff, blah, 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 blah. I was like, all right, sure. Sounds <laughs> good. And I was just like, okay, I'm kind of digging this. It's all right. But then, I mean, ever since then, especially as of recent, it's like I look forward to coming over here and recording this. I look forward to hearing the things that you have made. And I, I have a lot of fun doing everything that we've done. And that's why I have no doubt in my mind that this will change at least one person. Um, that's quite a, if your goal is one person, I think you're going to exceed the goal very, very much. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and that's the thing too, is what we talked about. The EP at the time was the best you could do. Now this is the best you can do. And all I see that doing is still going up. And so that's why I'm excited to see what comes next. And I, hopefully I can stay along for the entire ride because I'm, I'm ready to stick with it. I'm I ready to so. see. I'm ready to see what happens. Yeah, so. I was talking to somebody about it, and I was—I uh, don't remember who—but you've uh, you've helped me out so much, and you've grown so much that when I get to the point where I just want to be making my music and I don't want to be running a company and doing work for other people, um, other than like ghostwriting and stuff, when I want to be focusing on my music career, I think like. <laughs> I think you should be the CEO. <laughs> like, yeah, high key. You could you should probably be the CEO now. But <laughs> but uh I mean, it's been crazy how much you've grown with me because when it started, it was just like, will you do a photo shoot? Will you help me film this video? And so it was like photographer, videographer to basically a social media manager to 
basically like an assistant almost to executive production assistant, which is your title, which is literally the second highest in the company. And that's, I'm the top. And I just do, two. I just do a bunch of crap and then I tell you what to do sometimes. Yeah. And then we do it. Yeah. I mean, you're the executive <laughs> the assistant. Po- <laughs> the podcast proves that. So. Vice president, executive production assistant, the vice president. It. Let's yeah. go. You're, you're, you know, I am Mike Pence. No, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Just <not>. kidding. I didn't. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but it's been cool to grow. Yeah, I'm excited. Do you have? Do you have really anything else to? I don't know. Do we have any notes? Uh, not really. I think we've pretty much gone over everything. Basically. Now, after this, we're just going to hop right into the extra little 15, 20-minute podcast. Um, what are you pointing at? The the whiteboard. What does it say under meaning? That's the stuff that we've already touched on, Bandcamp and the extra podcast. Okay. Um, so that's why we'll hop right into the 15, 20-minute podcast where we just kind of talk about whatever. I think today we're going to talk a little bit about my trip and if ghosts are real or not because that was my... <laughs> intention was to see what happened yeah have we gone long enough today i yep. think we have it's yeah. been like what 40 minutes yeah we'll see like i didn't time it this time but i go by i think it's around the 1200 1300 on that that mm. that's about the time so i'm assuming that we're probably at a pretty good spot and if we have nothing else to say there's no reason to keep talking oh but. man i think we might have actually gone a little over we might be past an hour because um mama friedman is picking up some ihop for us yeah and uh she texted me at 532 mm-hmm. and it's now 632. Let's go. And I'm pretty sure like right after she texted me is when we started. So we might have to cut something out. That's true. Or just have a longer episode. Welcome back. Episode five. We're back. <laughs> yeah. So we'll hop right into the, uh, the other one and hopefully y'all can join us. It'll just be a nice little time where we yes. sit down and talk like friends yeah. rather than associates Mm -hmm. (laughs) exactly and thank you guys so much for still listening and sharing the podcast please 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 rate and review on apple itunes or uh apple podcast yeah because it really really helps and uh you know we'll get guests on here eventually but i do want to see kind of if there's anything you guys want to hear so definitely tweet at me tweet us subscribe to us on Bandcamp. Mm -hmm. do the apple pod stuff Yep. Check out the Alex Friedman YouTube channel. Not much has really ever posted that, but it still exists. Yeah. I mean, there will be a lot that's going to be posted on it because, like I said, I'm coming out with those covers Yep. pretty quick after the album. So expect like five to ten songs on there within the next six months. Yep. Definitely like five soon. But, uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. And I'll talk to you next week after the albums come out. Which brings up another point. I know we keep dragging this out, but, but before the album comes out, or just kidding, after the album comes out, tweet at me about your favorite songs. I want to know. I want to take a Twitter poll. Favorite song on the album. Um, tweet at me about your favorite lyric. Tweet lyrics at me. Any questions you have about the album? Comments. Tweet them. You heard it just there. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. See you next week.